0: John 17:17: 17, 17, "Sanctify them through thy truth, thy word is truth. To be sanctified is to be wholly set aside unto God. The Word of God is the sanctifying power of God, and the Word of God is truth. When you look up Webster's 1828 definition of the word truth, one of the defining examples is John 17:17. 17, 17. Let's take a look at how God's word sanctifies. Several years ago, in an interview with one of Australia and New Zealand's most noted radio hosts, God Said Man Said was in the middle of the controversy. We were running a flight of commercials on two Sydney radio stations. After one or two commercials ran on one station, our campaign was cancelled. Their justification for cancelling was that our commercials were offensive. The interviewer was from the second station on which God Said Man Said was advertising. The second station was also receiving considerable pushback by their anti-God audience, thus the review. The show host inquired in a somewhat challenging form why we were canceled by the other station. I responded that they deemed our commercials to be offensive and controversial. He was surprised at the idea that God's word to many is offensive and controversial. The Bible is truth, and truth by nature is controversial. I noted that the first five words of the Bible split the word down the middle like a cantaloupe. Genesis 1.1 begins with, In the beginning. According to Buddha, there is no perceived beginning or ending, thus their concept of the circle of life. The next two words, God created, separated, and offended a host of evolutionists and atheists. And that's just the first five words. To those contrary to the truth of God's Word, it is offensive and controversial. Another major sanctifying truth is John 14, verse 6, Jesus saith unto him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. Jesus Christ is the only way to the Father and the only way of salvation. Of course, this sanctifying knowledge separates the Christian from the bulk of the world's population— this salvation is called born again, born a second time, this time of the Spirit of God. John 3, 3, Jesus answered and said unto him, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Have you been born again? Are you ready to be sanctified? Are you ready to have all your sin and shame erased and begin a brand new life? Today is your day of salvation, your day of sanctification. Click on the Further with Jesus for childlike instructions and immediate entry into the kingdom of God. Now for today's subject. God said Job chapter 40 verses 15 through 24. Behold now Behemoth which I made with thee, he eateth grass as an ox. Lo, now, his strength is in his loins, and his force is in the navel of his belly. He moveth his tail like a cedar. The sinews of his stones are wrapped together. His bones are as strong as pieces of brass. His bones are like bars of iron. He is the chief of the ways of God. He that made him can make his sword to approach unto him. Surely the mountains bring him forth food, where all the beasts of the field play. He lieth under the shady trees, in the covert of the reed and fens. The shady trees cover him with their shadow, the willows of the brook compass him about. Behold, he drinketh up a river, and hasteth not, he trusteth that he can draw up Jordan into his mouth. He taketh it with his eyes, his nose pierceth through snares. God said Job chapter forty one, verses one, and various verses through to and including number thirty three, canst thou draw out Leviathan with an hook or his tongue, with a cord which thou settest down? Who can open the doors of his faith face, his teeth are terrible round about, his scales are his pride shut up together as with a close seal. One is so near to another that no air can come between them. They are joined one to another. They stick together that they cannot be sundered. By his niecings a light doth shine, and his eyes are like the eyelids of the morning. Out of his mouth go burning lamps, and sparks of fire leap out. Out of his nostrils go a smoke as out of a seething pot or cauldron. His breath kindleth coals, and the flame goeth out of his mouth. When he raiseth up himself, the mighty are afraid. By reason of breakings, they purify themselves. The sword of him that layeth at him cannot hold, the spear, the dart, nor the harbagen. He esteemeth iron as straw, and brass as rotten wood. The arrow cannot make him flee. Sling stones are turned with him into stubble. Darts are counted as stubble. He laugheth at the shaking of a spear sharp stones are under him he spreadeth sharp pointed things upon the mire he maketh the deep to boil like a pot he maketh the sea like a pot of ointment upon earth there is not his like who is made without fear God said, Jeremiah fifty one thirty four, Nebuchadnezzar, the king of Babylon, hath devoured me. He hath crushed me. He hath made me an empty vessel. He hath swallowed me up like a dragon. He hath filled his belly with my delicates. He hath cast me out. Man said, according to Albert Ingalls, concerning apparent human footprints found in rock dating to the time of the dinosaur, if man, or even his ape ancestor, or even that ape ancestor's early mammalian ancestor existed as far back as in the Carboniferous period in any shape, then the whole science of geology is so completely wrong that all the geologists will resign their jobs and take up truck driving. Hence, for the present at least, science rejects the attractive explanation that man made these mysterious prints in the mud of the Carboniferous period with his feet. Now the record. There are multiple features on God Said, Man Said that deal with the truth, that God created the dinosaur just over 6,000 years ago, and that man and dinosaur lived contemporaneously on the earth. This feature will be just one more. This is God Said, Man Said feature 539 that proves the full veracity of the holy word of God. Surely his words are true and righteous altogether. These features are archived on this site in text and streaming audio for the edification of the saints and for ammunition in the battle for the souls of men. Thank you for coming. May the face of the Lord shine upon you with light and truth. At the end of this article, we will list God said, man said subjects whose primary focus is dinosaurs. That's for your perusal. Some of the highlights you'll discover will be 1. Prior to the flood that took place in the days of Noah, A man's average lifespan was 911 years, 13 times longer than it is today. Also, reptiles never stop growing. A large, oversized reptile is an old one. Number two. The word dinosaur is a Greek word meaning terrible lizard. It was coined by Sir Richard Owen in 1841. Prior to this, dinosaurs were known as dragons, behemoth, leviathan, etc. Number three. Relatively recent dinosaur accounts that read like a police blotter. Number four, nearly all dinosaur fossils were a product of a great flood. Number five, nearly 200 sites of dinosaur activity recorded throughout Britain alone. Number six, shocked scientists find the impossible. They found soft tissue in dinosaur bones. Number seven, ancient dinosaur pictures on cave walls and pottery and the mysterious Ica stones. Number eight, China's infatuation with dragons. Number nine, Japanese fishermen display sea monster discovered in the 1900s. Number ten, dragons and dinosaur-like creatures recorded in the Bible with considerable detail. Number eleven, the list goes on and on. In June 2011 feature published in Acts and Facts titled Eyewitnesses to Extinction, With the subhead Testimonies to the Life and Death of Dinosaurs, we find the following excerpts. Those who claim that dinosaurs could not have fit on the ark might recall that the average dinosaur size was on the order of that of a large dog. Even the massive dinosaurs started out from football-sized eggs, and juveniles of these groups could have easily been selected to board the life-saving vessel. What about the descendants of the dinosaurs that stepped off the ark after their year-long stay? Again, eyewitness evidence confirms that dinosaurs lived for centuries after the flood. Many encounters with dragons were recorded as stories in ancient news and scholarly reports and in conquest records. St. George had to deal with a dragon in England. Alexander the Great's army encountered a dragon. Marco Polo recorded, recorded a dragon dealings. Flavius... Philostratus provided this sober account in the 3rd century A.D. The whole of India is girt with dragons of enormous size, for not only the marshes are full of them, but the mountains as well, and there is not a single ridge without one. Now the marsh kind are sluggish in their habits and are thirty cubits long, and they have no crest standing up on their heads. Pliny the Elder also uh, Referenced large dragons in India in his natural history. More recently, historian Bill Cooper described many ancient news accounts of dinosaur encounters from England and Europe, which to this day contain place names that reference the dragons that were once there, like Knucker's Hole, Dragon Horde, and Warm Lute Thump. Similar accounts have been handed down orally within North, Central, and South American Indian groups. The fact that so many different peoples told the same details authenticates their testimony. The book Fossil Legends of the First Americas uh, relays information about anatomy, habitat, and hero tales related to a water monster that grew so huge, a Pawnee giant raptor called a hughok, a yucky story of giant lizards that were so huge that they shook the earth, Sioux legends of Thunderbirds and many other legends, the Chinese and over 200 other cultures have detailed stories about dragons. Why, if such creatures were only mythical beasts? The idea that post-flood dinosaur extinctions were recent and were mostly due to human encounters is consistent with what science has observed and is also consistent with the best historical sources, eyewitness accounts. The big question about dinosaurs are explained well with the bible's reliable history end of quote the dinosaur is simply a terrible lizard that in fact lived contemporaneously with man these creatures were created by god in the same 6-day period in which he created man just over 6000 years ago exodus 20 verse 11 reads for in 6 days the lord made heaven and earth the sea and all that in them is and rested the seventh day. Wherefore the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and hallowed it. This truth is surely a separator. Embracing it is a very good example of the sanctifying power of God's word. God said, Job chapter 40, Behold now Behemoth, which I made with thee, he eateth grass as an ox, God said, a Job, chapter 41, canst thou draw out Leviathan with an hook, or his tongue with a cord, which thou lettest down? God said, Jeremiah, chapter 51, verse 34, Nebuchadnezzar, the king of Babylon, hath devoured me. He hath crushed me. He hath made me an empty vessel. He hath swallowed me up like a dragon. He hath filled his belly with my delicates. He hath cast me out man said according to albert Engels, concerning apparent human footprints found in rock dating to the time of the dinosaur if man or even his ape ancestor or even that ape ancestors early mammalian ancestor existed as far back as in the carboniferous period in any shape then the whole science of geology is so completely wrong that all geologists will resign their jobs and take up truck driving hence for the present at least Science rejects the attractive explanation that man made these mysterious prints in the mud of the Carboniferous period with his feet. Now you have the record.